Coming up on today's show, the cost of living adjustment for Social Security has been announced, and it's good news. It hasn't been this much in 40 years. We'll break it all down for you. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam Welcome once again to your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies, and we've got the full studio going uh, here today with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, and of course, uh, we're going to talk retirement lifestyle review time a little bit later on, and you know that phone number, 866-203-7486, to get that no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement situation. And I think that uh, uh, we're going to talk a little cola, maybe not Pepsi, not Coke, uh, maybe even with the uh, deference to the kinks, we're not going to talk about Lola or COLA or COLA, but uh, it's the Social Security Cost of Living Adjustment in 2023 that came out recently. Uh, the COLA for next year marked the largest increase in over four decades. It's going to be an 8.7% increase for those of you on Social Security and not since 1981, uh, which actually represents the first year of my third child's birth, uh, it was uh, that large a Social Security adjustment. And uh, uh, what's that mean for retirees and pre-retirees alike? Well, we're going to ask Sam, Andy, and Luke about that later. But first, we're going to hear from uh, House Ways and Means Committee ranking member, uh, Representative Kevin Brady, on this news of the COLA and uh, inflation increases. I think overall, this report is terrible news for both workers and seniors. Core inflation is at the highest on record. Food prices are just shockingly high. You're seeing housing prices high. And now uh, health care costs are nearly 30% up over the past year. And it's clear, high inflation, it's persistent. And right now, there's no end in sight. Inflation is going to be high for another year or two because of what's already baked into this economy, unfortunately. And the Inflation Reduction Act has done absolutely nothing nothing, as you can see. So right now you're seeing an economy, obviously, that is contracting in a big way. Job growth is slowing as well. Inflation is pretty crushing for a lot of Americans. All right. So, Sam, we've got to ask you, with this record high inflation rate the past month of 8.2 percent, does this effectively cancel out the cost of living adjustment that we just talked about here for uh, those seniors receiving next year's Social Security increase of 8.7? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to feel good, Chuck. It'll, it's going to it'll feel nice to see the check be bigger but um as representative brady is saying it's it's basically it's a moot point because uh, inflation uh, is 8.2 percent as he was saying but we all know that it's actually much much higher than that yeah. because the cost of energy is up the cost of food the cost of medical expenses as he said it's uh, those are those are rising at levels much much faster than the 8.7 percent increase um you know the other thing uh chuck that's that's problematic about an increase like this that we don't ever think about is that this could also lead to pushing you into a different tax bracket. Uh, and it's just that much more of your Social Security that's going to be taxed because it's not actually an 8.7% increase. Remember that most of you are paying taxes on either 50% or 85% of your Social Security. Yeah. So you're not getting that. But now that the positive part about this, Chuck, is that at some point in time, yes, inflation will go down. Is that next year? Is it the year after that? We don't know. Uh, but it we're probably in for a long haul of substantially inflated prices here. But once inflation does abate, 
they don't take the cost of living adjustment away from you. It does stay in place. So, um, yeah, we've we've still got some tough sledding to go here. Uh, this is by no means over. Uh, you know, the politicians are still spending money like it was their own. Well, and printing money. And printing money like it was their own. So it's, uh, it's not a problem that's going to go away. This is going to be uh, as typical with government. This is a Band-Aid. Uh, the Band-Aid really doesn't even cover the wound at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I guess there's only one silver lining, and we might uh, talk uh, just briefly as an aside, and that is with the new um, Medicare uh, money uh, that you're going to have to pay. It's actually dropping by about a buck and a half a month. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What caused that? Anyone answer that question? Why is that going down? Really haven't heard. I, I don't know what the what the reason for that is. It's probably uh, probably nothing makes sense. Yeah, now. nothing makes sense <laughs> right now. Everything that was up <laughs> is down, and down that was up. Yeah, and so you know, take your you know, pick. white is black, and black is white yeah. right now. So I don't know, but um, that is you know that's a bit of a that's a bit of a help for sure. So Andy, are we beyond the R word? And that R, of course, is for recession. I guess. I. Do I have a crystal ball? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Here, I mean, I'm going to lend you mine. There, here you go. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Somebody has one. That's helpful. Um, you know, that's definitely the question of the day. And and in truth, there's no way to know if we are or we aren't. I'm. You know, they've re-termed recession now, so we don't yeah, even have yeah. a definition that is what it's been historically for all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I we didn't can... realize Bill Clinton was still in office, but apparently it's the, whatever the definition of is, is is now the definition of recession. Well, yeah. that's right. At least, uh, well, this is my words, uh, the buffoonery never was as uh, large as it is today uh, at 1600 or 1700, whatever the address is. Uh, yeah, whatever, Pennsylvania Avenue. Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, Pennsylvania 65,000. I know where that is because I used to stay there years ago. It's right across Madison Square Garden in New York. Um, the the old uh, Statler Hilton Hotel. All right, Luke, let's get you involved here in the conversation. How can you, and of course, Sam and Andy at Dual Financial Strategies, help people who are concerned with this period uh, that was once fondly referred to as the golden years of retirement? This sounds and looks like a little bit of 08 and 09 again. Yeah, I think it's it still can be a golden period in your life. I mean, part of that is having the correct mindset going in, realizing that there's all these other headwinds and things going on out there. But one of the ways that we help is by putting together strong financial plans, investment plans, um, so that before we're even in these times, you can be having a strategy, be having a plan for what you're going to do when things like this, events like this occur, um, and also making sure that you've got a strong amount of income coming in because it's not about the amount of net worth that you've got at this stage of the game. It's more about, you know, what levels of income do you have coming in to cover those costs that are going up and helping you realize that as things go up, you know, sometimes we just have to make harder decisions, right? We, we forego certain purchases. We consolidate trips. We, um, you know, we just make smart smarter uh, cash flow decisions that will ultimately allow those funds to stretch a little further when when the dollar's not. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that we really bring to the table right now is communication, because we find that so often it's that people get concerned when they're not hearing anything. Or a lot of times we find that people just want to be talked to they want to have someone to talk to about this to voice their concerns about um you know one of my good friends 
been in this business for ever and ever and ever he has always said to me he said you know sam the end of the world hasn't come very often uh and i don't believe that this is the end of the world now i don't believe that we're facing the end of the world i don't believe that we're facing an 08 scenario in the markets uh, however that doesn't alleviate fear and it doesn't alleviate concern particularly if you are if you're already retired and you're living on that uh, retirement fixed income or if you're real close to it if you're within that two or three years uh, you have seen your accounts erode substantially I, we've been meeting with people that have seen their accounts drop by 30 percent mm-hmm. uh, and that is disheartening you know that is very disheartening when you uh, you used to have five hundred thousand dollars to count on in retirement and now that's down to 350 uh, and then the other thing that's a mitigating factor there, of course, is that, uh, as we've often said on this show, uh, that 350 that you now have left is not your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've already bequeathed about 25 or 30 percent of that off to the state and federal governments as well. So we understand your fear. We understand why you're afraid. We understand why you uh, uh, are, are very anxious about this. But we also understand that one of the main reasons that you are not comfortable right now is because no one's talking to you your advisor has gone completely silent they're um they're gone i mean you you haven't heard from them in months nor are you likely to um and if you do talk to them you're probably getting that pat answer of oh just hang in there it'll all come back uh, no particular conversation on how it'll come back or when it'll come back or why it'll come back or under what circumstances it'll come back just that it'll come back so i think luke one of the things that we're really offering to people today particularly in our retirement lifestyle review is just the opportunity to sit down and talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you know the boogeyman is the most scary when you think it's under the bed or you think it's in the closet but you know once someone came and shined a light underneath the bed or opened up the closet door and you could see that all it was hanging in there were shirts the boogeyman went away so there doesn't have to be fear right now, folks, is what we're telling you. You don't have to be paralyzed, and you don't have to accept substandard service levels just because your advisor is hiding out right now because he doesn't want to talk about the 25 or 30% that you've lost. So, Chuck, I think that's the biggest thing that we're bringing to the table right now for people, and we're hearing it from them over and over again. And, boy, I'll tell you what, the calls coming into the office right now are just unprecedented from radio, from the uh, events that Luke is doing publicly at the local universities and, and city centers. It's just we've got people coming from every direction right now saying, hey, we're not hearing anything from our current person. We really are concerned about this. Can you take a look at what we're doing and at least talk to us about it? And we're happy to do that. Absolutely. And this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what the offer is uh, from Sam and Andy and Luke at uh, Dual Financial Strategies, because it is your retirement. Uh, you're in the Fox Valley. You're uh, uh, looking to live comfortably in retirement, and they can help you do it at 866-203-7486. That's again, 866-203-7486. So Sam, give me a minute here and outline what you can do for the listener. Well, the biggest thing that happens in that retirement lifestyle review, whether you come into our Green Bay office or Appleton office, and whether you're setting with myself, you're setting with Andy, you're setting with Luke, is as I just mentioned, it's a conversation. Now, we're going to have you bring some documents with you. You'll talk to Rick uh, in our office before you come in. He'll give you a list of things to bring in fill out a little information for us Uh, but let's take a look at at where you're at right now in terms of retirement either you're in retirement and are you stable or could you be more stable or as we're seeing very often right now you're pre-retirement you're probably within a year or so of retiring and you're very very concerned as to whether this 
pullback in the market and this current economy and this massive amount of inflation has dealt a death blow or at least a serious injury to your ability to be able to retire. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit down and talk. Now, we'll run you through the full gamut of uh, risk analysis, risk questionnaires, identifying who you are. Really, whatever you want to accomplish, this meeting is yours. This time is yours. And we're there to listen is that you're trying to accomplish uh, to give you some thoughts on where we feel that the world and the economy in the United States is right now. And in conjunction with that, talk about where you are and where you want to go. And are you going to be okay? Because at the end of the day, as the show title says, this is your retirement. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And when you come in, uh, the second printing of Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement, can be put into your hands, and he'll explain that at the time that you meet. Once again, 866-203-7486. Now, I'm a little confused. They always say that 70 is the new 50, 60 is the new 40. But what does accumulation and accumulation have to do with each other, Sam? I guess that's what we're going to talk about next. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to tell you why decumulation is the new accumulation buzzword in retirement. Details about that just ahead. This is your retirement. Chuck Caton here, along with the fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies. And we're talking a full studio here once again uh, for your entertainment and education purposes with Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. And uh, I guess, uh, Sam, we spend most of our careers accumulating money for retirement, that's for sure, if we're preparing properly. But once we hit the financial red zone, uh, which is about four or five years prior to when we want to retire, that focus has to shift to decumulation. So let's break that down and explore some of the ways we do it correctly. Now, decumulation is decumulation of your assets to maintain that lifestyle you deserve in retirement. But this process is, it's kind of a dichotomy, right? It's simple, it's, but it's not easy. Yeah. What do we mean by that? Well, uh, this is where so many other uh, so many other people in our industry we find get it wrong. Uh, and this is why we have done nothing but focus on retirement and decumulation for over two decades now. Because many cases we see, Chuck, when people come in and visit with us, the person that they're dealing with acts like they're still in an accumulation mode, mm -hmm. like they're still working, like there's still money coming in the front door, like there's still a paycheck, they're still savings, so on and so forth. They still have their risk levels the same as they were. All of these things are absolutely catastrophic for retirement because we've recognized many, many years ago that when you retire, it's 180 degree polar opposite of what you've been used to because yes, we are now going to go into your decumulation years. You've spent decades accumulating this money. How do we spend it? Well, the first thing we got to do is we got to set up a lifetime income. Sources for that, social security, pensions, guaranteed payout annuities. That is key. We have to have the income first. Secondly, positioning and tax efficiently drawing down assets. This is probably, Chuck, one of the number one questions we get is where do we take the money from? Yeah. 
in in relation to taxes, in relation to Medicare surcharges, in relation to all of these things, where do we pull the money from? Do we take it from a tax deferred account like a 401k or an IRA? Should we take it from a Roth? And then, hey, what about those required minimum distributions? Where are we at with those? How do we make sure that the money that we're coming out with is being pulled as efficiently as possible without going into another tax bracket, without moving into Medicare surcharges? Then we've got to cover healthcare costs. If you're pre-Medicare, we got to figure out how we got to pay for the insurance. Can you qualify for a number of years for Affordable Care Act Obamacare subsidies? And post-Medicare, what do we do there? We've got Lake on staff. He does nothing but Medicare and Medicare supplements. So we know exactly what you need to do from one step to the other because we've been doing it for thousands and thousands and thousands of people over the last two decades. Long-term care, do you have that covered? Estate planning, wills, trusts, powers of attorney. This is all about managing your retirement. And in managing retirement, we're now managing risk because all of these things, there's risk that's inherent that has absolutely nothing to do with the stock market, that has nothing to do with your investments. There is risk in retirement of doing things wrong. And if you do things wrong in retirement, pull money from the wrong bucket, now you're taxed at a level that you weren't uh, figuring on. Make bad decisions about insurance. The list goes on and on and on. Taking Social Security at the wrong time. All of these things are risk. So we want to make sure that that's done correctly. Oh, and then at the end of the day, we want to make sure that passes efficiently onto your heirs. So a lot of topics that need to be covered in retirement that have nothing to do with accumulating money. Absolutely, Sam. And that's where they come in at Dual Financial Strategies to help you through all of this and to wade through it and make the right decisions, 866-203-7486 is the number. That's 866-203-7486. So we're talking about uh, the decumulation phase. So let's go on the mental side of it. Andy and Luke will bring you in here to uh, talk about things you should consider as you head into that decumulation phase, because I think you have to mentally prepare, don't you, Andy? You absolutely do. It. it some people go into retirement and it's no big deal and they are ready for it and some people really struggle with letting go of the connection of work and it might be the social side of work it might be the getting up and having that sort of organization and pattern for your life Um, and I think that does take a bit of a shift for some people to go from I am making money and saving money to oh my gosh now I have to start using my money and Mm -hmm. spending my money it's one of the hardest things we see people it have is. to do. It's it is. amazing how hard it is to spend your own money. Well, even though you've, I mean, that was the goal all along, goal right? Along, yeah. I mean, it's like that's what we've been doing it for, but yeah, over and over and over, decades, it's like, wait a second, you mean I actually have to like take some money out and spend it like yeah, yeah what if it do? all goes away yeah what if well, we lose it and i think you it's know scary. some people enjoy work and so they may retire but they go back in a consulting fashion or they go get a part-time job and i mean let's face it winters are kind of long and so it's well, tough and to for be... most people work is their mm-hmm. a big part of their social connection it for is many people mm-hmm. that's where they get their sense of value their sense of worth uh, you know their sense of accomplishment comes from work so um Interestingly enough, friends, we find that we spend, all three of us, probably spend as much time studying psychology and studying human behavior as we do studying the markets, which I know sounds absolutely stupid coming from a financial advisor, but we understand you and we understand that this is more of a mental obstacle and a mental hurdle for you than it is money. The money gets to be the focus, right? but it's not about the money 
Yeah. Right. Well, uh, also, Luke, you can put paper and pencil to your spending and uh, really uh, develop a spending plan or a budget, right? That would be very helpful in you uh, kind of uh, realizing that uh, you shouldn't fear spending your money in retirement. Right. I think that's a good place to start when we're talking about, you know, we're preparing for this mental shift. The money's got to come from somewhere. So naturally, you need to understand what it's costing you to live. What does, um, you know, what are your credit card bills? What is the mortgage if you still have one of those? And really documenting that out. And that can be that can be formally, you know, line item by line item. If you're just a highly detailed person, if you're not, it can be as simple as, you know, looking at a credit card statement, adding up kind of the totals for the year, what's come out of the bank account and dividing it by 12 to get an average for what it's costing you to live your life. Because as you roll into retirement, I don't know about you, but not many of us are looking to take a big pay decrease, right? We kind of want to maintain that lifestyle that we've been living. Mm -hmm. And so having a good grasp on what you're spending is a great first step so that as we go through this process of determining, you know, Luke, will I run out of money? Luke, do I have enough money? Can I retire now? We've got to look at this first because that's going to be a big piece of the puzzle in determining the answer to some of those other questions. Absolutely. So Andy, how important is it to simplify your life? I know that in our case, we've got a lot of furniture. I, I want to put a tag sale, a yard sale, a garage sale, whatever the term you want to have. Just um, drag it out in the driveway. <laughs> Just drag it out. <laughs> because you've got, you've accumulated stuff as well. And uh, that it's very important to simplify your life as you prepare in that decumulation phase. Decumulate the, some of the things in your home. Well, that can be challenging for some people. Yeah. Um, especially if you've lived in one place for an extensive period of time, it can be incredibly difficult to go through and weed out stuff that you may or may not need or stuff that you haven't or haven't seen for a very long time. Throw um, it away. <laughs> if it's still in a box, throw it away. <laughs> that's my philosophy. No, that's I know true. it's your philosophy. <laughs> yeah, uh, what do they say? Like if you haven't used it in six months or yeah. nine months or yeah. something, then I get just rid had of this it. conversation with clients the other day. Uh, they're, they're newer clients that came to us, I believe, via radio, but anyway. Um, such a fun conversation because I met with them here a couple of weeks ago and they were finished. They were building, they're building a new house and they were finishing their new house and moving into it in a week. So we got into a conversation about um, how had that been going and uh, how much moving did they have to do? And we were, we were lamenting that and talking about it and they're like, Oh my goodness, we can't. I think they said they were in another house 25 years, maybe oh, wow. a long time, long wow. time. They'd lived in their, their home, raised their children, all of that sort of stuff. And they said, Oh, the stuff that we have accumulated. <laughs> that we've accumulated is just crazy. Thank so, God we have basements in Wisconsin. I, I think they were getting rid of a bunch of stuff. We were in our last house for 10 years, and the best thing we ever did, well, part of it was because we had water in the basement, and so we were kind of forced to, but yeah. we had a dumpster delivered to the house, yeah. and they put it right in the driveway. That makes it a lot easier to pitch stuff when you don't have to take <laughs> 85 trips to oh, the dumpster to get rid well, of it. Yeah. I made the statement when we moved in where we're at right now that... Um, if I move out of this place, it's going to be because they're carrying me out of here in a body bag because I am not moving voluntarily. <laughs> yeah. Also, well, when you're talking about these physical uh, objects, these uh, material things we talk about, we'll wrap up this segment, Sam, by saying you not only set up a plan and a process for that, but also monitoring your assets and making sure you set up your investments to make you confident here uh, with all this market volatility we've seen. And that's a lot of it. It's it, and I think the key word there, Chuck, is confidence. Just being confident and comfortable. Um, I I can't even I can't even tell you the number of people that come in to see us, and 
their question, of course, is can we retire? That's the number one question that everybody has on their mind. Can mm-hmm. we retire? Uh, it's some of you that are already retired saying, can we stay retired? But to be able to just get the answer to that question, we have found is just an absolute, we can physically see yep. the change in your body and the change in your face when we do a run through of the numbers from a totally, you know, a totally disinterested third party position and say, look, you're fine. You're okay. You can retire, and here's why. Here's the reasons why. So I know a lot of you probably suspect that you could, or maybe you suspect that you can't. So affirmation of that, I think, sometimes from a third party is very, very important, and especially somebody that you you know and you respect and you hear a lot of, like us, uh, uh, as much as people hear our voices. So we just invite you in, head into the office, you know, give us a call. Uh, Chuck will give you the number. Talk to Rick. He'll get you with either Andy or Luke or myself in Appleton or Green Bay. We'll figure it out, okay? We'll figure out who to have you sit down with and, and where we want to meet at. Uh, but let's get that affirmation going for you. Let's talk and let's get that positive affirmation for you that you can, in fact, retire and that you, in fact, are con- in control of it when you want, where you want, and how you want. Absolutely. And as we said, you it's very versatile. You can go to uh, Green Bay, Appleton, and uh, they will accommodate you. And the best part is it's at no cost, no obligation. Come in and uh, meet uh, with Sam, Andy, or Luke. Uh, to get that retirement lifestyle review that you've been thinking about, just have that conversation at no cost, no obligation to see if you're a fit for uh, those at uh, Dual Financial Strategies. 866-203-7486 is the number. That's 866-203-7486. And again, it's that retirement lifestyle review that is so valuable uh, for you to have so that you can prepare yourself for retirement. Maybe you're four or five years away from hanging it up at your job, and you uh, want to make sure that you are confident that you will decumulate uh, in a very efficient manner, they can help you at Dual Financial Strategies. Once again, make that appointment at 866-203-7486. What's coming up next, Sam? Well, retirement planning can be complicated. It, It can even be intimidating, really, but it doesn't have to be. When we come back, 10 tips to simplify the process that could leave you happier in retirement. Welcome back to your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton with uh, the wonderful people that want to help you. They're fiduciaries. They have uh, your interest in mind ahead of everything else. And we're talking dual financial strategies with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. Uh, and uh, it's easy as one, two, three, and then you retire, right? Well, it can be uh, if you get the right advice. And when given the choice of the easy way or the hard way out, most of us will obviously uh, choose that path of least resistance. And maybe it's time for you to choose an easier path in retirement planning if you're uh, set to do that. And there are going to be some tricky parts to it, uh, but let's make that uh, a little bit easier for you. And there are, uh, as we said, uh, those uh, 10 tips that Sam talked about before the break. So we're going to start with Sam. And I guess uh, your mindset is so important. Shifting your viewpoint, again, from uh, the accumulation phase to the decumulation phase and how you're going to do that efficiently. Right. In retirement, you must go from accumulating wealth to providing a lifetime income stream while still preserving your wealth. Said in another way, we want to spend the interest and maintain the principal as much as possible. And if you accept that focus early in the retirement planning process, before we ever draw a dollar, we have to get that 
in place, and we have to get that um, situated for you. At that point in time, you can then go from being a great saver that you are and you have been to being a great saver, but with a rational retirement income security plan. And I'm going to say that again because this is so important. You need a rational retirement income security plan. Right. And so to do that, Andy, very efficiently is to review your anticipated income needs. Of course it is. I mean, you have to know how much your lifestyle costs and then how much income do you have coming in? This goes back to the budget that we were talking about earlier. So by taking the time to collect information, if you have any pensions, do you have any annuities? Um, how are you going to facilitate your income streams? And and that can be challenging, especially if you've been extensively market-based through your 401ks or IRAs. Um, many times it's challenging to move out of that world because you've been so used to it for such a long period of time. So understanding what options you have out there can be um, the education that you need so that you can make a good decision for your family. How and where are you going to find those income streams beyond Social Security? How much of your bills actually gets covered by Social Security? And that leads us down the path of how much pressure do we have to put on your retirement savings in order to bridge the income gap that may be needed? So that can be a conversation you know, when you come in. But ultimately, the importance of knowing how much your lifestyle is going to cost is part of that budgetary process so that you can say this will change or this won't change when I go into retirement or is anything different from when I started in retirement. Um, so it's a very, it, it, you do have to be detailed to some degree, but if you need help doing that, that is part of what we're here to help you do. And of course, Luke, uh, part of a good retirement planning is knowing your social security benefits and probably most importantly, when to take them uh, the most efficient. Uh, Way. You're right, Chuck. I mean, knowing first what the value will be come your eligibility at 62 or beyond is a great first start. So if you if you haven't received a statement in a while, you can go right to ssa.gov. So that's ssa.gov to look up, sign up to receive those statements so that you are at least aware of what your benefits could be. Um, a separate a spouse would have to do this on their own to look up theirs. But then you want to kind of step back and think about there's a lot of different factors involved in determining when the right time to take Social Security is. I mean, things like life expectancy. Are you married? Do you have heirs? Are, are you concerned about them? How is your health? All these things um, should be involved in when you ultimately trigger these. And I mentioned being married. If you're if you're married when you go to take your social security, you should be considering your spouse as well, because ultimately down the road, social security is going to provide a lot of income to your family, even if you live an average life expectancy. But if one of you lives beyond the other one and you lose one of those social security payments, this could have a big impact on the overall lifestyle that they're able to live. And then that just means that earlier on, it's better to take a look at this and when you optimally take Social Security for your family uh, with all these other factors considered. And also, if you've been uh, remarried, divorced um, in the past, it's important to understand the benefits that can be available to you as a divorcee. Well, some tips here on uh, this segment of uh, your retirement with uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke about uh, getting ready for retirement. And uh, one of them is, this is an understatement, Sam, you've got a good one here, factoring in inflation's impact, right, with a capital I. 
Yeah, you absolutely do have to do that. But the one thing that I do want to just kind of caution you on, I guess, would be we don't want to look at today's situation and say, well, I want a retirement plan that will factor in 8% inflation because the average inflation level over time, if we look at all of time since they've been recording inflation, the average level of inflation has been about 3.2%. Now, we just came through a time period where, I don't know, for how long, guys? 10, long 12, time. 15 mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. We had no inflation. I mean, right. it was literally nothing. Uh, it, it just wasn't there. So because we're in this uh, high inflationary time right now, which is not usual, as we say over and over again, we haven't seen this type of inflation in, what, the last 30 years or so? 40 years. Yeah, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and think, well, this is always going to be. It's not always going to be. We want to use real numbers. We want to be realistic about it. The other thing you have to remember when it comes to inflation is that your level of inflation is different, if you will, than other people's level of inflation because some of the things that inflate very, very highly, you are not as much of a consumer of. You're not as much of a consumer as in, of energy, gasoline, as you were when you were working and driving 500 miles a week. You're not as much of a consumer of groceries and things like that because the kids aren't home anymore. So all we're saying with inflation is, yes, we want to factor it in, and we will, but we want to do it realistically and within the confines of reality. Yeah, that's a good point, Sam. So, Andy, uh, one thing you do have to prepare for, uh, and you, again, cross your fingers uh, that you don't have to tap into this too much, is preparing for health care costs. Well, absolutely, and that is something that most people are not going to get out of without having to pay some substantial numbers. I mean, just from the standpoint of numbers at this point, seven out of ten of you will need some sort of long-term care. Um, and what are you doing right now to save for the ancillary costs that are not necessarily covered under Medicare? Do you have a health savings account? Do you have a high deductible insurance plan that you can put money away um, that will continue to grow? And if you're still working, if you have a high deductible insurance plan, which seems like everything is today, um, you have the ability to start an HSA and fund money into that tax-free. And as long as you use those dollars and cents on anything medically related, medicines, doctor's visits, um, pharmacy pickups, whatever, as long as you're using it for medical stuff, then you have the ability to use that money tax-free. So it's a bit like a Roth, but specific to um, medical expenses. Um, So that's something to consider as you are moving ahead into this world. But do remember that there are costs that are not going to be covered by Medicare. So you will need to find um, a supplemental and there still will be expenses out there that you will need coverage for. So, So just be mentally prepared that there is more to the deal than just getting Medicare. And Luke, uh, a good retirement plan has to have a development of a tax management strategy, right? It does. And our industry, I think, has done a very poor job of uh, focusing long-term on taxes. They, they may focus long-term on investments, but the tax piece is often left out. It's often not discussed. It's often not thought about. Um, and this is the most important time to be thinking about this, folks. As you're getting into the last couple of years of your working years, maybe you're a few years into retirement, you absolutely need to be thinking about taxes because they're there. They're not going away. And most of your retirement accounts, your pensions, 
the things you've squirreled away, they're going to be taxed. Your Social Security is going to be taxed, too, most likely. So you have to have a strategy and a plan for how you're going to mitigate taxes, because the more taxes you save, the more money you keep in your pocket at the end of the day. And absolutely, Sam, you have to understand market volatility, don't you? Yeah, and you have to understand market volatility in uh, in reference to and in light of what you're doing. Uh, we, we see this happen uh, often, too. Uh, people get focused on the market, right? Because we've got all of the talking heads, we've got the pundits, we've got the geniuses on CNBC. All they ever talk about is, oh, the, the Dow is plummeting or the S&P is on a meteoric rise. Well, everybody starts to equate what they're doing to what those specific indexes are doing because those are indexes, folks. It's just a composite overview of a group of companies or stocks. But you aren't in the S&P 100%. You aren't in the Dow. Let me let me put it this way. If you're retired and your advisor has you in the S&P 100%, you probably want to get busy firing them because that is insanity at this level in your life to have that type of exposure. But you have to understand market volatility with the reference of where you exist within that market. One of the other things, Chuck, that's a misconception and that people miss is that the bond market is also volatile. One of the reasons that we've seen the type of impact on markets and on accounts we've seen this year is because we've been in what has been called and what is called a systemic drawdown in the market, where not only have the equity stock markets been falling, the bond markets have been too. So just because you're quote unquote conservative, and you say, well, I'm going to be in bonds because I'm conservative. Folks, most of the bond indexes this year are off 12 to 15%. Mm-hmm. So you would have seen un- unprecedented drawbacks in portfolios. Even if you were all in bonds, you would still be down a significant amount of money. So understanding, investing, volatility, asset class mix, those are vitally important. You can't just go with the old misnomer, oh, I'm conservative, oh, I'm moderate. That does not cut it anymore. Absolutely. So if you want to get it all together, you've got to visit with uh, Sam, Andy, or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies and get their Retirement Lifestyle Review. It covers all of this in your preparation for retirement, and it's 866-203-7486. That's the number to get that no-cost, no-obligation appointment uh, in the Green Bay office, the Appleton office, anywhere you're listening to us in the Fox Valley. Make that phone call right now. Don't procrastinate. It's 866-203-7486. Six, and it's all about your retirement, not your next door neighbors, not your uh, brother or mother-in-law's retirement. It's all about your retirement. And it's so valuable to get uh, from a fiduciary standpoint, uh, the right track in your retirement. And a fiduciary standpoint means uh, you come first at Dual Financial Strategies. It's 866-203-7486. Fast-moving show, Sam, and I know uh, uh, your uh, favorite segment, Andy's favorite segment, and also Luke's is coming up next, right? Yeah, it's time once again to answer your questions. So that and more when we come right back. Back here on Your Retirement, I'm Chuck Caton. Uh, happy to be with that uh, full studio of uh, competent uh, retirement specialists at Dual Financial Strategies. And we're talking Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel. And uh, they are also very adept uh, at answering your uh, retirement questions. And I think, Sam, we're ready to go, aren't we? 
Ready to roll. All right, let's go to Manasha here. Becky is here, 65 years of age, but no retirement. Uh, and uh, only the benefits she's looking ahead for are Social Security. So how do I begin at this advanced age to start saving? And more importantly, where do I begin investing so late in the party? Is it all lost? Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know that it's all lost, but we do have to be realistic, Becky. If you If you haven't began saving at 65 years old that's probably because you didn't have the means or because you know maybe life got in the way and you weren't able to do that are you um, still working so first yeah off? that's that would be a question are you still working how long do you plan on working uh do will you have a source of income uh, rather than uh, just social security uh but probably the question here would be not so much focused on savings uh, for retirement purposes. I would like to make sure that you're you're doing something to save for emergency use purposes, so that we've got some sort of a of an emergency bucket built up. But uh, in regards to re- to uh, saving for retirement, that's probably going to be a little bit difficult. So I think the conversation would be more important and probably more uh, appropriate and applicable to you would be to make sure that you have enough income during your retirement to sustain your lifestyle. I guess Becky's must be a lone wolf or wolf s, I, I guess, yeah, because I, guess. I, I don't know too many 65 year olds that don't haven't saved money. Uh, I mean, you're talking to like 25 or 30 year olds that don't have it. But well, as you say, there could be some mitigating circumstances. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're we're so we live in such a different society today that uh, divorce late yeah. in life. I mean, I've I don't know. in all of the years I've been doing this, I've never seen uh, the number. It's not that they're overwhelming, but uh, the number of people that will get divorced at 60, 65, 68 yeah. years old. They've been married mm-hmm. for 40 years. Uh, and then that can have a tremendously uh, uh, harmful impact on retirement security. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Appleton now. Andy, Phil is there for you and has this question for you. Uh, he says, I recently retired. I've got a will and a power of attorney. Is uh, I've got a sizable net worth and I've got no debt. Uh, I've read a little bit about trusts. However, I'm still a little unsure of the benefits or the drawbacks of creating one. So do I need to consider this or will that power of attorney and will suffice? That's a fantastic question. We're not attorneys here. So I would definitely refer you to an attorney to talk about the pros and the cons of having a trust. However, some of the questions that I would want you to think about or consider is, um, do you have children? And how are you going to get those proceeds to them in the most tax efficient manner? Um, If you do have kids and you are wanting to leave some of those benefits to them, it may be worth investigating some options like life insurance. And if you're taking money out of a a 401k that converted to an IRA, you're going to be required, your required minimum distribution right now, 72, um, to start taking money out. We do have clients that have opted for pulling money out based on their required minimum distribution, funding life insurance so that the proceeds of their life insurance go to their family members tax-free, probate-free, and then in times they will donate their um, IRA to a, a, um, excuse me, a 501c3 or something that's a... um, um, Tax sheltered. Thank you. Tax sheltered or or some sort of philanthropy that they can do where the monies are not taxable on that side. So 
I don't know what you need without knowing your total deal. And I'm, again, not an attorney, but that would be definitely something to consider. Is there more efficient ways for you to pass along proceeds to kids? Or do you have what you need as far as long-term care? I mean, these are you can blow up any great financial plan if you don't have proper um, long-term care planning established prior to needing it. So a couple of things that I would just recommend you take a look at before um, riding off, not doing a trust, and, and that would be with an attorney. All right, let's go to Luke now. Adam's got a question for you from Green Bay. He's got $210,000 invested in the stock market. The majority is invested in what would be considered, quote, unquote, safe stocks and bonds. Whatever that is today, good luck. But uh, uh, he wants to know what your thoughts are on keeping the money uh, in the stock market versus liquidating all or a portion of it uh, for a few months or years, uh, given the current financial uh, crisis that we seem to be in. Hey, Adam, good question. Excellent question, in fact, in this environment. Um, um, Would you say that, I mean, I think my mind goes to, would you say that you had a solid retirement plan, retirement or investment strategy leading up to the current what you call crisis or recession that we're in. Um, I think we have to be really careful that when we're talking about investments, um, Sam will say this phrase all the time, careful to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Sometimes a portion of that bathwater needs to be changed to provide a better situation. But um, in this case, that might be, you know, just you know, the changing economic and market conditions that require some tweaks, some changes. The key here is having a solid investment strategy that can be nimble enough to adapt to the changing market conditions. Um, And this strategy is factoring in market declines. And I think if you've done this appropriately, it's not, we're, we're looking at things from a long-term perspective and we're not just factoring in one or two market changes or corrections over over a retirement period it could be three or four so we can help position you well before during after a financial crisis like this um, to ensure that you will be comfortable and be able to not outlive your money I'd like to still know, as an aside, what he considers safe stocks and bonds in this market. Yeah. Is there such a thing? I mean, I laugh at that, really. No, there, no, no. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, the, uh, that's the fantasy world. Uh, you know, we have uh, fantasy football, fantasy hockey uh, picks, but that's fantasy I guess, finance, I think. But Well, treasuries would be, yeah. you know, U.S. treasuries are typically considered to be a, a safe uh, investment because it's based upon the claims paying ability of the U.S. government, which theoretically is not supposed to go away so that's that is the one place you could go um where there's safety but you know chuck the other thing is if 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 people are looking for you know i've i'm not going to use the word safety because that's actually a a a pretty uh pretty uh i don't know what's the right word we can't do that we can't say safe safe in our world (laughs) in our world safe is not a an appropriate word to use but if someone like skip or anyone is is looking for uh, stability one of the things that we've really uh, had a lot of conversations with people about recently uh, and i think people that would have never ever had this conversation before given all of the volatility in the market uh, is the use of fixed annuities and fixed indexed annuities and i know that you know some of you are just you know, you're screaming at your radio right now because you hate annuities, but 
I'll just be honest with you, I don't care uh, because that is an asset class. Yes. They are in and of themselves an asset class. No different than CDs are an asset class, cash is an asset class, money market, you name it. They're all just tools that can be used in a toolbox. But I'll tell you what, folks, if you're looking for stability, uh, and I can tell you this from personal experience because I have owned these types of instruments for many years. Um, if you are, if you're really tired of this market volatility, you might want to explore the concept of a really, really good uh, and well-structured either uh, fixed multi-year guaranteed rate annuity, which you're getting some very attractive interest rates right now, especially on shorter term ones in the two and three year window. We're seeing very attractive rates. Heck, some of those things mm -hmm. are starting to push up into the 5% range right now. Right. Uh, now I am saying this as of the, uh, the latter part of October, uh, <laughs> and that could change tomorrow. Uh, but they're very attractive rates, and even more attractive than that today is another asset class that uh, many people have never heard of. I don't know why, but a lot of people haven't. Uh, and that's a variation of a fixed annuity called a fixed index annuity. And the way that that works is that you get to participate in the growth of various different stock market indexes, and there's, there's dozens of other things. But the key to that is you get to participate in the growth of that, but the insurance company, by the way that they structure these, they take all of the underlying risk. So in other words, you're going to get some portion of the market in the way of an interest rate being credited to you on an annual basis or every other year. And you will receive that. Once you receive that, that's locked in. You can't ever go any lower. But the interesting thing that is very attractive to people today is that you cannot be credited with a negative rate of return due to market declines. So in other words, if you if you made 5% and then you made another 5%, but then all of a sudden the following year, the market went down 15%, you do not give back what you've made. You do not give back accumulated interest. You do not give back accumulated principal. They are very, very stable. The inherent part about these that is can be problematic for people is understanding the liquidity factor. Because obviously, if you've got another entity that's going to take all of the risk for you, then they are going to require that you be with them for some period of time. And if you decide that you don't want to do that for some reason, they're going to penalize you unless it's because of a death or because of a sickness or something like that. Multiple different ways that you can withdraw money from these without there being penalty. But just keep in mind that there is some restrictive liquidity, usually around 10% of whatever the face value of them is on an annual basis. But I'll tell you what, Chuck, we are talking to so many people today that wouldn't have wanted to have this conversation when the markets were going nuts. But now they're setting out there and saying, are, so you're telling me that I can get 60, 80, 90, 100% of the return of a specific market index, and if things go badly, the insurance company will make sure that I do not suffer a negative rate of return, and that's absolutely true. That's absolutely factual. These do exist. They've existed for, I don't know, 35 or 40 years. They've been around a long time. Uh, and if no one has explained this asset class option to you yet, I would suggest that they're not doing their job. Absolutely. And this is why you've got to call Sam, Andy, or Luke at the Dual Financial Strategies as we wrap this program up. It's no cost, no obligation to visit with them at 866-203-7486. Make that no cost, no obligation appointment to discuss all of these because it's 
it's all comprehensive in your retirement lifestyle review that they will perform for you. They'll put the pieces together for your retirement, and that's why this show is called Such 866-203-7486. Sam has penned a book called Purpose Determines Placement. He'll give you a copy of that as well so that you can peruse and uh, use the information uh, that is uh, within. 866-203-7486 is the number, and uh, you'll visit with the tremendous folks who have had over a score of years of experience in retirement planning because it is your retirement at Dual Financial Strategies. Great show today, gentlemen and uh, Andy. And so uh, what's going to be your final thought on the week, Sam? Hey, just appreciate everybody tuning in. It was a great show. Lots of information today. We'll see you in the office. Got a brand new copy of uh, Purpose Determines Placement hot off the uh, hot off the press. So come and get them. And we'll be here same time, same place next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.